What is up? Moral Dilemma Nation. I said that last last episode. But to so them, it's probably two episodes ago. So sounds good. What is up, everyone? We're just thank reinforcing you. the idea. Yeah, we're going to reinforce it. Uh, thank you so much for watching another episode of Moral, Moral Dilemma. Dilemma. Yes. I like the hard part. Before we begin, we have a very special announcement that has to do with Corey's mom. Corey's mom, Sharon Nolan. We are so proud of you. We are so stinking proud of you, Mrs. I'm Nolan. I'm impressed. Because Mrs. Nolan, that's what I'm going to call her, because she was my second grade teacher. She, <laughs> she, she got the word of the day, and it was what, Tyler? Yeah, that's, it was Tyler. Yeah, that's, that, that's weird. So we're going to get you a prize soon. We might even send you one of our members to have as a son. Yeah. <laughs> we really care about you that much. You know what? We Plot might, twist, we, it's Eric. We might even get you a daughter-in-law. Ooh, we might. That's a lot to ask for. Yeah. I think we can do it. The, I think we can do it. The son is Eric and the daughter-in-law Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like just yesterday she was teaching me about the Mayflower. Oh, dude, that was, that was a good lesson. I remember that. She also taught me cursive, which... Probably two years later, I completely forgot how to use. You know, Sharon's impacted my life because I drew a colonial-style home as an art project in her class for history, and she uses it as an example to this day. Oh, wow. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. So, I didn't shout out to Sharon. you were an artist. Are you an artist? No, not at all. That's why it's so touching. Oh. She, she kept that, that <laughs> I'm going to give a quick Corey's mom story. When I was in her second grade class, she decided to make the class theme frogs. Oh, I remember that. And... Um, all these, all the kids, including me, were in love with this. I think she had two little tree frogs. She did. One day we went in, and uh, both of the tree frogs had climbed up into the top of the cage and got inside the heat lamp. And we came back the next day, and they were all crispy and dead. Yeah. It was traumatizing. Uh, fun fact about that, I was two years older, so the kids in the class didn't actually see the crispy frogs, but I was responsible for cleaning them out. I saw crispy frogs. I found them. I found them. First, I remember. Maybe it was the second one. You've probably never been, been the I think, same. I think it happened they, to a couple people. They would like climb up the walls and then like climb across the cage top. And one of them like got its foot stuck. The first one, the one I cleaned out, got its foot stuck in the cage top right next to the lamp. Poor guy. So it kind of turned into like a potato chip. Like it was really Ooh. flat and dry and crispy. It was tasty too. Yeah. Eric. <laughs> you tried it out? A frog chip. Oh, yeah, of course I did. Hey. Yeah. Well, speaking of tasty foods. Man, second grade was a good... Yes, like Logan said, we have a very fun episode. We're going to kick it off with talking about some grub, Ooh. some food. Uh, we're going to talk about our fast food techniques. Um, I was confused on this topic until I got here, but now I see the beauty I of think, it. I think everybody, everybody fast foods differently, and there's a lot of techniques that people have. I think the subtitle really sums it up, too, because I didn't see that before. Deals, tricks, and that's how we roll. Yeah. True. So. See, I, that's what confused me because what it actually says is deals, tricks, and that how we roll. Oh, true. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on. So here. I forgot the yes in that. Yeah. So yeah. I and it threw me for a loop. But yeah, we're going to be sharing some fast food tips that you can use and thrive because uh, we are some experienced fast fooders. Yes. And uh, every Sunday night seems like we get some fast food, and then that doesn't even count what we all do separately throughout the week. Yeah, yeah. And I know Logan was taking notes on his iPad before this. You want to kick us off? Oh gosh, wow, you're asking a lot. Um, all right, people here. He's gotta get prepared. He's gonna get prepared. He's, he's opening the iPad. I'm about right now. to. He's putting I'm on about his reading glasses. I'm about to introduce you to something that will completely solve all your financial struggles. Oh wow. Okay. Logan is the Dave Ramsey of Wendy's. Dave Ramsey actually recommends this. It's such a good deal. <laughs> so, 
Wendy's. Sponsor us, Dave Ramsey. That would be really good. (laughs) (laughs) That's like best case scenario, honestly. So Wendy's. We all know it. We all love it. We all love her. You know, my entire family hates it. Are you serious? Seriously. Don't you love Wendy's? Oh, I love Wendy's. Way to shoot down my intro, I'd be there every day if I could. (laughs) So you love it. Thank you. Yes, I do. That's where we go to meet and talk about internship stuff a lot. So... And also, there's a few people who go to our church who oh, go yeah. actually every single day. Yeah, and I, when I say day. every day, I mean, like, they're there same time well, every day. the Wendy's by our place is kind of like the, like, meetup place for a lot of old people. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like their, their hangout that's all, spot. That's, that's part of why I we like it so much. our older crowd. <laughs> <laughs> if we have an older crowd, thank you for watching. I doubt, I doubt there's any older people watching. Man, you're probably so confused. <laughs> if someone is playing this for Earl Heft right now. Because please, if, if, please if like Earl this. Heft is a local crispy If there's guy, an old you know, person he... watching right now after our conversation about the playstation 5 and xbox series x when when eric started using the word teraflop i guarantee i guarantee they just they just logged up like what is this like what is a teraflop why are they talking about flip flops (laughs) all right we got a law yeah yeah let me get into the juice of this all right the Mm, wendy's four for four people need to really hear these numbers to realize the deal they're getting here Mm -hmm. i'm going to talk about the four four then i'm going to talk about something that gets it gets makes it interesting Four-piece chicken nuggets, really? $1.29 each. This is before the four for four, right? Yeah, he's separating this is, this out is the cost individual. This is the cost and breakdown. This is the cash flow analysis mm-hmm. of the, the four for four. The double stack is $2.09. Small fry, I spelled fry wrong, $1.69. Okay. Drink, 99 cents. Mm-hmm. Add that puppy up, that's $6.06. Not no tax, no tax involved here. And tax, you're like, oh, whatever. Tax was a big deal. That adds quite a bit when you're talking fast food. Is there tax on fast food? If you dine in in Ohio, then no. Oh, but if, well, no. If it's takeout, if you no, if you if you dine in, there the food tax. there's no food tax, but there's tax on soda. So like, if you get oh. if you get a pop when you dine, or at least that's how it was. Because whenever I was in high school and worked at Subway. Ooh, loved ooh. my time there. Um, you didn't get taxed on any of the food, so if you ran like a five dollar foot long deal or whatever, you it was exactly five dollars. But drink. if you get a drink, the five cost the drink is taxed, long. and that's only if you eat it. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> might be different now. But. Of course, it's been <laughs> straight subway fast. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I'm saying. The four for four, getting that for four bucks, six dollars, getting it for four, that's a good deal. Now for me, I I kinda eat I eat a lot, you know. I'm in I'm trying to gain some weight, trying to, you know, I'm getting into this all this gym stuff. And if you just get two four for fours for eight bucks, I call it the eight for eight. Eric can testify to this. That's what I get it when I go to Wendy's. That's pretty much what it's, I get. It's a lot of food. It is it is a lot of food. You're talking Two, four, eight chicken nuggets. You're talking two double stack cheeseburgers, two drinks, and then two small fries. Two drinks. Two smalls. Do you make that a medium or do you make that a large? What the? the if what? you take two small fries, is that equivalent to a medium? I almost think that would be a large. So I, wait, I'm confused. Are you talking about your extension onto the four for four? No, I'm just talking that getting two four for fours. He just gets two four for fours. Is oh. it? It fills you up. It fills you up. Way I still, more I than think you it's need to. Still cheaper than getting a number one combo, right? Probably. Which was just well, uh, if you were to divide all that food out, that's twelve dollars and twelve cents 
for all that food separately, and then you're getting it for eight bucks. Yeah. And they give you two drinks. Now here's a catch. One day Eric and I are in Wendy's, and this was this was crazy. The lady <laughs> the lady started to notice my 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 two four for four meal, and she was like. Hey, can I just give you one medium drink instead of no, so, no, no, no? I want to get credit for this because I said, "Well, I said, you, you, you know were up, what you should do." You, you were just, we were up there at the counter. Yeah, though. we were okay. up there together. Same thing. Yeah. And I said, "You should just ask for a large." Drink. And she heard you. And she heard me say yeah. it. And she's like, "Sure." Yeah. And then it's like, look, it saves the company money. Yeah. Because instead of giving two separate drinks, it's just one cup, and it saves the environment. And it saves the environment, so which I didn't even really care about. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw it out there. Now Eric cares. Yeah, what I'm care saying now. is that's a lot of food, and then getting that medium drink to the cherry on top is that's oh, yeah. that's crazy. And I was, <laughs> I also think that that's so much food that it's also a ministry idea. When you have too much food, just give it off to someone else. Yeah. Tell them you love them. I don't don't recommend that. Of course, when you go like me and buy your meal, and you find out like. Oh, you're spending eight bucks. I'm spending four bucks because I'm going to go the really cheaper route of getting four, the four for four. It's just not enough. That's food. all I eat. The know? four for four is great. Don't get me wrong. It's a good like. It's oh, just I'm, not quite I'm, enough. I, that's a snack for me almost. Yeah. I can I can I can take that puppy down in a few seconds. But an eight for eight is like I got to slow down midway through. I'm like, okay, I got to start re redevising a plan on how much food I should be eating. That that's a great deal though. Also, Logan, for a comparison, I did some fact checking for oh, you. Oh yeah, um, a Dave's single with cheese combo meal, and that the, the normal combo meals come with the like small drinks. Drum roll, please. Six dollars and nineteen cents. That's one cheeseburger, oh, a small shoot. fry, and a small drink, and Dang. it's almost as much as your eight for eight. Exactly. You're gonna shut down Wendy's if you keep talking about this. I'm telling you, <laughs> I <laughs> am an advocate for the eight for eight. I've talked about it a lot. A lot of people know me for the eight for eight deal. And yeah. sound guy Adam knows about it. Eric knows about it. <laughs> so everybody knows about all, it. Knows all about two it. people know about all it. All of Logan's <laughs> friends know about it. All the important people know. Eric, <laughs> Eric and Adam. <laughs> so if I could drop this mic, I would, but someone else try and I top like, that. All right. I like that. All right, I'm gonna slide in. Because I, sliders? I do think that I might have some. Eric, that was the cheesiest thing ever. Cheesiest thing. Oh my gosh. Wow, that was nice fist pump, guys. All right, so mine, um, I, I also like Wendy's, and I'm going to give a brief thing on what I get at Wendy's. I, I, I get the four for four, but I, there's no way I could eat two four for fours, J- just personally. But it takes practice. I always get a four for four. And then add one of those dollar chicken sandwiches on there. Yeah. No mayo, You're obviously. Five bucks right there. That's still and good. Uh, five bucks, that's a lot of food. Wait a second, why no mayo? I don't, I, I don't want to get into why I think mayo <laughs> just shouldn't exist. Just don't talk exist. about it. It's, it's just not natural. No one likes it. Even if you think you like it, there's no way that you like mayo. <laughs> you, you're just that's, wrong. This is, this is where really Ryan and I disagree because anyone, I love mayo. Well, you don't. Deep down inside your body doesn't though. See, I, like, <laughs> I do. I deep. prefer Miracle Whip, but I'll eat mayo. Yeah, I don't even. Oh, let's change topic. Same yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> slapping a chicken sandwich on a four for four, eh? Yeah, I, I always slap the chicken sandwich on there. But my favorite restaurant is Taco Bell, and restaurant. Every time I go to Taco Bell, I used to be the kind of guy that would go and just get the the box deal, which is good. But I was starting to run into the problem where 
either I was getting tired of the box deal because I think they have the same one like for like two months and I kind of get tired of it. <laughs> two months you get tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> we go to Taco Bell a lot. Yeah, I, about I thought you were going to say like for a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's two and, months. Then, and then sometimes sometimes the box deals just aren't good. Like I think they have one where it's just like just the Chalupa and then I don't a think soft oh, taco. I think, the, I think the box right now is pretty good. Chalupa, There's not enough love get, in it. When someone orders a, a box I feel like the, red, the people back there are just like oh crap another yeah. box deal and they so just here's, throw it together. So here's what I do. I think that Taco oh, Bell food made with love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who doesn't? If, Wendy's does. Sorry, Ryan. If you want your food made with love, don't go to Taco Bell. It's just hate. <laughs> but I love it. Uh, but I always, I think that Taco Bell has the best dollar menu out of any restaurant. Yes, they have a yep. really big dollar menu. It's consistent. They don't change it. They don't scare you. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give. Yeah, scary by changing it up. Okay, because it's happened to me before. Like. I went to order like a dollar cheeseburger somewhere one time and they didn't have it and then just kind of shut me down. Um, But my favorite thing to talk about is the spicy potato soft taco, which is a dollar. I second that. So whenever I go to Taco Bell, I usually get two spicy potato soft tacos and then either a cheesy bean and rice burrito, which is also a dollar and it's huge, or a beefy Frito burrito, which is also a dollar. I that's so that's fantastic three menu. to four things for four dollars. It's like a four for four. You do have to buy a drink though. But if you go at a at like dinner time, I think like what is it like one to five is happy hour. You can get one of those freezes for like a dollar. Mm-hmm. So that's five bucks. You get a freeze, like a like an icy thing. But what I'm really gonna drive home here is that the spicy potato soft taco is the best food you can get at a restaurant. Fast food. And I'm going to stand by that. If the next time you go to Taco Bell, get the spicy potato soft taco, and it will change you. I'm pretty sure they call it, like, if you're talking specific item, I'm pretty sure it's the spicy loaded grill. No, it's the spice, spicy potato soft taco. It is. Different. There, those I, I are different? Ha- there's yeah. difference. Okay. But they're on the dollar menu, right? The loaded grill is not. Okay. It's a little bit more than a dollar. Okay, never mind. I, I'm a big fan of the Frito burrito on the dollar yes, menu. Yes, I like that one too. It's also, also if, before people get offended, I think Ryan and I should clarify, we've had this conversation before. I hope you still stand this way. We don't classify restaurants as like, like Chick-fil-A as normal fast food. Yeah. That, that's so luxury. like when we yeah that's like one great because once you go to college you realize that like when you're paying for it yourself Chick Fil A is not really fast food it's a little too expensive it's a for luxury fast food fast it food. is it's a luxury fast food okay. like so like you can take someone on a date to Chick Fil A and it still feels like a date mm-hmm. but like if you go to Taco Bell it's like you're losing that not, woman you're losing you're, losing. <laughs> you're either you're, easy, you're either She's losing gone. the woman or she already said yes when you asked her to make yes it. so you're either locked in or you're you're about to lose your particular yeah. Taco Bell so so when Ryan says the spicy potato soft taco is the best thing that he thinks you can get at a fast food restaurant we're going to discount things like chick-fil-a and mm-hmm. like there's a couple other fast food restaurants that are like kind of one steak tier above no okay mm-hmm. steak and shake is special though yeah even though they're kind of down as a waiter yeah but it's so cheap they drove their own yeah. business to the ground everything's so, so yeah. cheap there rest in peace they're not coming back are they i don't know so that think was earl so. well, favorite i think Shout they were i think they were going down Kedoba. pre-covid Kedoba. I think, I think they were falling pre-COVID. I think it's just Mose. the location, though, isn't it? I went to Moe's today, Eric. Yeah. I went to Moe's today. Moe's, Moe's is the, what I would say. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of fast food? It's, it's, a, it's like a step above. It's like Penn Station? That's Penn luxury. Moe's is definitely a luxury yeah. fast food. Also, right before I pass it on, another hack that I just thought of that I used to do a lot is I, I also love Chipotle. I love uh, mm. fast food stuff. And back when I really didn't care about the carbs, what I would do is I would order a, I'd order a burrito bowl which is a, a set price, 
but then on the side for free sometimes they don't give it to you for free but i would usually get it for free i kind of kind of work my way in there you know a little stealthy but you get two you actually get behind the counter yeah you get two soft shell burritos like are just the like uh just the shell and then you take your bowl and you make your own burritos and they'll give you enough stuff in the bowl to fill two burritos all the way up and you just pay for one so that's another and thing. And then you can take one home. Yeah, you can take one home or you can just eat, it, eat both in there. Like, yeah, oh, but that's usually a lot. <laughs> All right, Corey. But yeah, that's mine. What okay. is it? So I've assumed that people were going to go for the four for four. So I'm going to – I love Wendy's deals. So I'm going to go with an alternate deal that I also think is very good. Wendy's? There. Wendy's. Oh, I'm, I'm here. Okay, so Wendy's also has a two for five chicken deal. Mm-hmm. And the two for five chicken deal, you know, like whenever you order the four for four, like you were saying, how it's kind fried. of, uh, it's, it's, they're all fried. Okay. Almost. Okay. Keep but going. whenever you order the four for four, we've already talked about how they're kind of like, it kind of feels like a snack size. Well, the chicken deal, you can either get the home child, the home, home child, the home, the home style chicken sandwich, home child. <laughs> yeah, the home style chicken sandwich, the spicy chicken sandwich. Or a ten-piece nugget, and there are any combination of two of those. Mm-hmm. But the sandwiches of those are so much bigger than the like four for four ones. Yeah. So I really like the spicy chicken sandwich. There you go. You can get two of those for five dollars, and I don't really like. I'm not huge on fries. Like sometimes I like fast food fries. Fries are big for me, man. But but they're they're also cheap. You can get a small fry for ninety nine cents if you want. But the sandwiches themselves are so much bigger i think in my mm-hmm. opinion so you're getting like two full-size like more expensive sandwiches for a dollar more than the four for four there you go and if i eat that just the sandwiches or like a sandwich and a 10-piece nugget i feel more full eating that than eating a four for four Word. so that's my like Word. alternate deal at wendy's another one other quick little deal i like Corey's well, got screenshots on his phone. I do. I did a lot of research <laughs> for all of my topics today. I just want to say. He's got pictures. My other thing that I like is I've heard so many people say that the fountain Coke at McDonald's is so much better than anywhere else. I would now, agree this to that. Is, Shelly this is, doesn't like that. Uh, she doesn't like she doesn't think it tastes very good. Yeah. Oh, there really? are a lot of people that say that I don't drink regular Coke since I'm a diabetic. I drink the Diet Coke. Yeah, I, I was would, going off diet. Yeah, but their Diet Coke is I think is the best mm-hmm. Diet really? Coke. I agree. Really. I the only like pitfall I have to that is I really like Coke Zero better, and they don't have Coke Zero there, yeah. so that's kind of like a drawback for me. But their drinks, they made it so that all of their drinks, every size, are a dollar. That's insane. Yeah. And you can buy a large drink. Like when you walk in and you're the like, I want a small drink. Did you drink. notice that they changed the size of their large? They they did, but I think they were getting a lot of complaints because they used to use those large styrofoam cups, yeah. and a lot of people were breaking the styrofoam cups and spilling them. I actually have a story. I did that before with a sweet tea. I was uh, I was picking up a sweet tea. I can't remember. I was in high school and I was in town for like a doctor's appointment or something. I was on my way back and my friend asked me to like bring him a drink. And I was getting into my car from the McDonald's and like as I opened my door, I shoved my thumb right through the side <laughs> and it went all over my car. So I personal preference, I actually like the plastic cups better. But like if you walk in most of the time, or most of my experiences, if you say, like, I want a small drink, they'll be like, you can just have a large. It's the same yeah. price. And I love that. See, because you that is some- very inspirational to me when the, the person at the drive-thru notifies you of a better deal. Yeah. yeah. Like, God bless those people. Yeah. If you're watching, keep keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. 
because <laughs> well that 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 is true because I've like you know I like to, to have a bacon cheese biscuit sometimes mm-hmm. and sometimes they have the deal where you have uh, two for five or two for and they'll four. let you know it's a two for four deal right mm-hmm. no what sometimes it bugs me because they'll charge me for mm. all, everything separate like I got a biscuit bacon and cheese and you know all those extra charges it doesn't it's not gonna make it two for four it's gonna yeah. be like six yeah. bucks yeah so I get frustrated because I'm like no I, I'm asking for this this is what I do usually have to do I want the bacon egg and cheese but I have to say no egg oh and that's what I have to do to get my Eric deal. what's your fast food hack well the, oh yeah sorry. Oh, I, I, I kind of I was just gonna say that deal for me especially when they notify you like yeah it's frustrating when they don't like eric said but most places now a large drink is like two dollars mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. more than yeah. a dollar and like a small even it's like a dollar 29 but going to mcdonald's and getting a large drink for a dollar i think is just like a, a, it's a lot of liquid deal. it's great but the only <laughs> option that bugs me is like they, their options as far as drinks are really slim and i probably understand why because they they are creating a good deal Mm-hmm. But they don't. The only diet they have on the on the menu is Diet, diet Coke. Coke. Yeah. And they have diet, Dr Pepper, but they don't have Diet well, Dr Pepper. Well, that would be a great alternative. Yeah, and the thing is with that too is especially now that Coke has branched out with all of the like zero options they have, mm-hmm. like with the Sprite Zero, Coke Zero, um, even with the marketing with Diet Dr Pepper, they have so much potential for a different caliber, but yeah. they just don't go there. So. Well, this is one of the nice things about Wendy's. I mean, even though I get annoyed because there's only sometimes there's that one machine that you go to, but you mm-hmm. get a lot more choices. With yeah, the freestyle machine. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever tried Dave's orange cream soda? On the yes. freestyle machine. Yes, pre- it's so good. Machine. It's good. I'm a big cream cream. Uh, Your big beer. cream cream. <laughs> so you got in cream, cream soda root beer. Root beer. Yeah, the the creamy root beer is really good. I've never tried that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some of the things that, one, I'll tell you, the best coupon deals, if you ever Ooh. collect coupons, and maybe this is something later in life, Burger King has the best coupon deals. Oh, really? Deals. Yeah, like they have two chicken sandwiches, like the long version of the chicken mm-hmm. sandwich, and two fries for like 2 for $4. Mm-hmm. That's a great deal. It is um, a great deal. So if you get coupons and hold on to some Burger King coupons, not just that deal, but they have a lot of good deals. Yeah. If you're yeah. a college student and you want to save some money, yeah, look out and ask your parents for a Burger King coupons. Um, just Arby's, a just yeah. a plug off that too, Eric. You said like two two of those chicken sandwiches uh, for four dollars or whatever with the fries. Yeah, that's actually my favorite thing to get there. And just so everyone knows how amazing of a deal that is, if you just get that meal, it's like eight dollars exactly for that meal. Yeah. It's like seven sixty something, I think. Now you don't get a drink, but a lot of times if you're taking it on the go or something, you just yeah. get it. And yeah, don't worry about your drink or ask for water. Yeah, so that's a great deal. Um, biggest thing for me is. You know, I I'll tell you this. I don't like ketchup packets. Mm-hmm. I, that annoys me. Okay, I'm just sharing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I okay? hear you. <laughs> I, I like the machines where you push mm-hmm. and get yeah. the ketchup out. And what I like to do, I don't mess with the little dinky little cups. Mm-hmm. And my wife has this little technique where you can kind of pull the Dixie cup out mm-hmm. to where it makes it like a bigger area. It's yeah. still sketchy. Though. Yeah, exactly. Sketchy. I go for the full on cow patty approach <laughs> cow of ketchup patty. <laughs> where you put it on the tray and you just make a huge patty of ketchup i mean that's that's the way to go because i love my ketchup with my fries have you thought about putting it in a drink lid keep it a little contained yes, but you're still but pattying I, out I, I like i like you know what happens though that's controlled that chaos ketchup, that ketchup just gets stuck in the crevices of that cup can lid. i, can I it get takes so much work i don't so like any work. i don't want any friction i don't want any <laughs> 
I don't want any friction. I want to be able to have full-on ketchup, just slide it on, just get it right in my mouth. I don't want to have to deal with the lid. I don't want to have to, the lid moving around on me. Okay, that's understandable. Um, I just want a tray, sheet, yeah. cow putty of ketchup right on there. I feel that. Um, the other thing that annoys me about restaurants, and this goes for any restaurant, if I order a drink, I, I like ice, I love ice, mm, but don't put my ice. ice to where I have no pop. Yeah, mm-hmm. fill the whole thing um, up with ice. And then, like, with this virus going on, you don't even get a chance to really fill your cup up. Yeah. So, you, you, a lot of times, some restaurants, which I love restaurants right now, that do let me get my own drink. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> you know what I used to do, Eric? I used to specify, especially at movie theaters. I think movie theaters are bad at that. I would specify that I want exactly two ice cubes. And that is the perfect amount to get your drink kind of cold. See, it's already kind of cold. I need to all think about it because I do love ice. I, I, two two yeah. pieces of ice would not be really would not make Eric. me happy. But I don't want my ice filled to the brim, and then I drink it, and then I'm done before I even walk into the yeah, theater. Yeah. I walk out. Eric, I would say a middle ground for that is a lot of times at movie theaters and places like that. I just ask for light ice. Yes. Instead, light because ice. if you ask for light ice, they'll give you like a nice little mm. portion at the bottom. It's definitely more than two cubes. Yes. But it's not like half or three-fourths of your cup and then you have no yeah. pop with it now you guys brought up a lot of good things as far as wendy's love wendy's love taco bell mm-hmm. I, I love the, the the box i mean i you know I, I love the box idea because you get usually a good deal you get a drink and you get like right now there's a chalupa there is uh the crunchy things twist uh cinnamon twist cinnamon twist then yep. you get a uh, uh hard shell taco and mm-hmm. then you get a five-layer mm-hmm. burrito which is not a bad deal but uh, the Frito Burrito, I don't think we actually mentioned on here, is a great... I did great, talk about the Frito Burrito. Yeah, Sorry. I said that was my favorite dollar menu, and you, yeah. you stuck into that. Sorry. No, you're so good. So I lost track. But anyhow, the you know, there's all kinds of different things that yeah. kind of bug me about restaurants, and I love about restaurants, too. Um, I like when uh, the the counter is clean when mm. you go up to get your stuff, mm-hmm. your condiments. Cleanliness is next to managerialness. It's nice. It's from the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. <laughs> I would say, I would have to say Chick-fil-A is the best organized. Oh, yeah. As far as Shout they Shout out they, to their drive through man. Oh, yeah, my their gosh. drive through so is organized. like, part, yeah. Yeah, it's awkward. crazy. Yeah. All right. That's All right. Nice. Well, yeah, there we go. There's our fast food talk. Yeah. And there, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, oh, so now, the one thing I was going to say yeah, about Arby's is. is that they had a great coupon. It's not as good as it used to be, but what's cool about it, some coupons and some restaurants, so keep this in mind, <laughs> you can use the coupon just more than once. Mm. It's not just the one thing. So they had this family meal where you could get like two roast beef sandwiches, <laughs> some cheese sticks, some fries. <laughs> it was all like under 10 bucks. Dang. But you get that two or three times. Shoot, so you dude. Get, if, you're, if you're feeding your whole family, it's a great deal. That's so awesome. AKA, get a family. Yeah. Get yeah. a family. Of course. All right. All right. I'll take that <laughs> into consideration. All right. So now we're going to be talking about, uh, this has nothing to do with fast food. This is a very abrupt change. We're going to be talking about the Bible app. And uh, what's the name of the Bible app we're talking about? Is it the U version? Is that what it's called? U-version. I always forget if it's called the U version. But it's the one that you probably have if you're watching this. Yeah. If you have a Bible app on your phone, I think this is, this is the first one that comes up when you search it on the Apple Store. I would say it's the best one. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I the agree. Ones I've tried, and they they do keep it pumping with updates. Like yes. there's a lot of good stuff going on. And I think it's the most downloaded. Oh, it's oh, I bet. It's gotta by be. far, but I'm thinking worldwide. Mm-hmm. It's gotta yeah. be. But as uh, us for our avid users, especially Eric, Eric uses this a lot for sermons yes. and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So Eric's got a lot of uh, feedback. So we're going to be talking about pros and cons of this app. Um, so he wants to kick I, us off. I think I want to kick us yeah, off. Go That's for it. okay. Kick because 
I took this, obviously I also used the Uversion app, but I kind of wanted to open us up looking, I wanted to give like a little pros and cons of just using a Bible app in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the pros of using a Bible app, it's awesome, like with technology and stuff, how accessible mm-hmm. we, like the Bible is now to us because... I mean, it's great to carry around your Bible, but there are a lot of places you can't, and people carry their phones all the time. Yeah, for And just being able to, like, pull it up at any point in time, and especially, like, being able to go in and use the search tool, and if you're looking for a specific thing or a topic or, like, a word, and being able to search for scriptures with that word and things, mm-hmm. that's, that's so specific, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. And I also think that having the built-in plans is really awesome because you can go in and search like again topics and stuff but find bible reading plans Mm -hmm. that are available that just obviously aren't in your yeah regular bible which is really good but i do think like a couple of the cons that i have with using it as well is my phone is really distracting to me like it's so easy to be like if I'm reading my Bible, I'm clearing everything out. I have my Bible and I'm just reading your physical Bible, like my physical Bible. Yeah, yeah. But when I pull my phone out, if I if someone texts me, and then I click on that text message to respond, I've completely lost my train of focus. Mm-hmm. It also drops down in your notification it, bar, so yeah. you're so, literally so you're saying that yeah. if you if you just have your Bible that you put your phone away. Yeah, I like to. So you yes. don't get your phone out at all if you're I, reading. I mean, it. there are sometimes I do, but like because like you'd still get a text. Or you'd something. still get a text, but I'm just saying like when you're on the Bible app and then yeah. the little and notification, the notification window comes down, and like I know you you can turn on Do Not Disturb or whatever. What if that was a thing with the Bible app? You open up the Bible app and you can have a setting to where when yeah. you're reading Do Not Disturb just gets activated. Yeah, I don't know. If, I, uh, I don't know if Apple or those would let that yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Like, it's a good idea. Yeah. It's just like for me. I can get distracted really yeah, easily. So between sure. that All notifications, like just like we have a group message for this specific podcast. And like when we are messaging in there, we're getting a lot of messages quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like if I was reading my Bible and we decided to start messaging in there, all of those messages it would just completely throw off my train of thought. Mm-hmm. And then one other thing that I like, I don't like as much is when, compared to your regular Bible is there's such a big emphasis on like people talking about like taking scriptures out of context and stuff. Mm -hmm. And when you're reading out of the Bible app, you're getting like this little tiny portion, like especially if you just click on a page or whatever, but I really like to like read something and I'm like, wait a second, what was he talking about? And if I'm reading my actual Bible, it's like usually right on that page or the next page. But sometimes on my Bible app, that's like six pages. Yeah. So then I'm like scrolling back, trying to find oh, so what I was looking it's for. Look it's at. just easier for me for like studying purposes. Mm-hmm, sure. So I feel like those are kind of like a few drawbacks just for me. Um, it definitely has a lot of upside and a lot of like for churches, a lot of functional yeah. mm-hmm. abilities, which I'm sure we'll get into while yeah. we're talking about I'll this. I'll probably share them. Yeah, I figured that's why I didn't want to go yeah. too into detail there. But hmm. just like for me, for personal study, I would rather um, – carry my Bible for that. Mm-hmm. And I also think that carrying your Bible is just a good witness mm-hmm. on itself. Like if people yeah, yeah. if people see you on your phone in a coffee shop, you could be reading your Bible and no one would know. But I think God can plant seeds in anyone's heart at any point in time. Yeah. And just someone seeing you reading your physical Bible could 
bring something to someone's mm-hmm. mind or whatever. And if you're reading your Bible, they know you're reading your Bible. Yeah. Like the, there are most Bibles like look different than other books. So like, you know, that's what you're reading. So that's, those are mm-hmm. my, those that's are my kind of like short list of yeah. pros and cons. You want to go Ryan? Yeah, sure. Oh, so, um, sorry, oh, sorry. You want to play rock, paper, scissors for it? No, let's just, <laughs> let's just let I, go. I don't have that many. Well, first of all, I think that the Bible app overall is freaking awesome, especially mm-hmm. this version. I think that they have a lot of really good stuff in it. Sometimes I do think that it's starting, they're kind of trying to turn more into like a social media platform though. Well, I think they are trying to add some elements. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, it's fine. But like, I think that how they it is right way now. where you can share prayer requests. Yeah, which I think is cool, but... I really hope that in the future they don't do the thing where people can openly comment on the Bible app. Well, for my son and daughter, that was their first experience at social media. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as, <laughs> as far as I can tell, you can't just like post like captions and stuff because that could be a big distraction yeah. when using the Bible app. No, I agree. I don't mm-hmm. think they should do uh, Yeah. I, I think it's nice that you can do a plan together and share yeah. that plan mm-hmm. with your friends. But yeah. one of my favorite things, after going to Bible college... Um, I really liked about the Bible app is how easy it is to switch between versions. Yes. I think that is so cool. And like, really that's the only way possible unless you go like on your computer or something or get one of those cross reference Bibles. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You can get Bibles that parallel. So in other words, you might have one translation on this side Mm -hmm. and another translation on that side, Mm -hmm. which is great. I've had, I have a few of those. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the quickness that you can just switch out. Yeah. So if you want to look at what the King James says or the New mm-hmm. King James or NIV or ESV, those are all ones I'd recommend to look yeah. at. Mm-hmm. I really have kind of, I grew up on the King James. Mm-hmm. I, then I went to NIV and I would almost recommend NIV, but I kind of lean in now to the uh, ESV. ESV. Yeah, that's the one I use all throughout college. I'm a big ESV mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's just really cool. And then even sometimes, like if I'm, like I know the Message Bible is very controversial. It's it's kind of paraphrased sometimes, but I, I, it, it, I, it is cool sometimes yes. to, like if you read something, sometimes there's really cool ways that they kind of explain it in the Message Bible. So sometimes if I'm in service and like I'm reading something and I'm just like curious, I'll switch over to the Message really quick and just see what that says. Obviously don't take that necessarily to heart don't rely don't just read the message version i think that's a good point that's what i would recommend to people is yeah. like if if you just want to look at it as a another way to look at a verse mm-hmm. i think that's totally yeah fine. i it, would probably not use that as my main way oh yeah for sure but i like i like i agree with you mm-hmm. like looking at it and reading it yeah. to get a perspective and to go on what you said too eric i think it's really good like you said just to see what it says but also especially in some of the old testament stuff if you're like understand part of a passage but you're like really kind of like i have no idea what this is saying like that i know especially like the nlt and the message like i think they're good tools too to like you said cross-reference so you can be like okay i'm lost i have no idea what the passage is saying here i've read it five times i'm trying to figure it out and then you switch over and it's like in even if it is like paraphrased a little bit or something depending on how it's written just to use it as a cross-reference like a tool to try and understand what the author is saying at that point in time yeah i think that's really valuable because every people or every people everybody is at like a different place in their walk with christ as christians and like i feel as you read the bible more you kind of get a better understanding of what some of those passages mean um but if you if you don't understand what it means, I think studying that to help 
you comprehend it, it's really helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just thought a good segue, we could have done it with the restaurant and with this, it's food, spiritual food. Oh, your daily bread? (laughs) Yeah. You get your uh, fast food bread and then your your, your daily bread. Did you have any more pros or cons? I think that's pretty much it. I mean, obviously, like, I think the Bible does a really good job at keeping features coming and, like, like, I think that the features they do have, I do think that sometimes... Like if if you're just trying to like pull up a verse real quick, sometimes it's a little overwhelming when you get to this homepage. I'm looking at it right now. There's a lot of stuff on there that is I don't know. It just kind of looks cluttered to me. But like that's yeah. really the only thing. Like I, I think it's such a good app, and I think that they're doing. And I really like the Bible plans. Back a while ago, it was really hard to like preview Bible plans, but I think they fixed that recently because I was looking at that here. Yeah. Because you, you, you used to choose. have to like choose it, and then you had to like say that you wanted to save it, and then it would like. It was hard to like see what you're going into, but like now when I'm looking at it, it's pretty user friendly. Yeah, I think so it's called sample. Making, yeah, yeah, sample. You hit sample and it'll take yeah, you. Yeah, I think that's a new thing that they it. added. I mean, yeah. it's probably not super new, but I no, I think it is relatively. Oh really? New. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's pretty useful. Yeah, so, yeah. before you're right, before you you almost had to sign up for the plan before you could really preview yeah. it and see if it's something you wanted mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. You can go. All right. I'll bring up the dear Bible app. Please let me highlight one word. That's a good point that you mm-hmm. brought out before this podcast. I mean, I like, was interesting. well, see, I just, I feel like I've said this 3,000 times in this podcast. Just bought a new Bible, physical Bible, and I have loved it so much. And it's a, it's a wide margin Bible. And with me, it's really, repetition is very important when you're reading scripture. Really, really important. When you see something very specific said multiple times, it's being emphasized for a reason. And that's kind of where you pull themes from verses and stuff like that. So... And for me recently, highlighting specific words is kind of what I look for. And mm-hmm. when you click on the stinking screen on the Bible app, it highlights, I mean, verses yeah, some kind of be long. <laughs> you click on the screen, you're like, oh, it's all blue now. And you're yeah. just like, well, crap. Because all I wanted was that the first word. half of a it, verse. It happened to word, me yeah. just now when we, like, you'll see when we do the biblical integration, I wanted to highlight exactly what it was that I was going to talk about because it's just one little tiny sentence. But there, the whole screen turns blue. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you we've you guys have already hit on the pros of it. I'll just keep talking about the bad stuff. Well, well that, but that's a good idea. I mean, yeah. it could it would be nice if it did that for you. I mean, at least it gives you the verse. Did you ever go back and look at all your verses that you've saved? It's mm-hmm. kind of neat mm-hmm. that you look at your highlights. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, good. But uh, another thing was um, on I have an iPad with an Apple Pencil, so I really liked using the Bible app on my iPad because it kind of covers what Corey was talking about having being able to look back and see what you were reading is really helpful instead of scrolling three miles kind of like we were talking about I love that on the iPad but again taking notes while you're writing in your Bible is so important too I'm big on that that's why I bought um, a note-taking Bible and I love that so I think that for the iPad version I really think there should be an option to where you can kind of half the screen and just take handwritten notes mm-hmm. if you want cool. to now have you tried like yeah you know with i know with an ipad you can open two apps do you know that you can actually when you copy a verse when you put it into another app or another thing it actually puts the link and it also puts the reference so you don't even have to take that it just puts everything That's in cool. there yeah so it's kind of neat because then you could almost create notes you know, mm-hmm. you could have notes on your iPad yeah. and the Bible See, app I did, and then do those together. I did Notability. Um, it's a note-taking app and the Bible app combo. And 
if, I mean, if you're if you're thinking about a standard size iPad, when you have the screen like that with two different apps, and you're you got to keep their their headings like the Bible app and notability takes up a lot of screen mm. area. Yeah. So I'm thinking so like you hold it landscape. Or? Uh, that, either, either way, oh, either yeah. way, you lose you lose the benefit of seeing the full passage on your iPad because okay. now it's just like you have your phone in a piece of paper next to you you know so what i mean what you're saying is you almost want a margin like i want a margin in yeah. the bible like you just want that saves my notes option. when i scroll through i mean obviously that wouldn't work very well on phones though but that's yeah. what i'm thinking there's iPad. different they have to change just just the bible app for yeah iPad. adjust the bible app for iPads. i think it's probably the same app yeah yeah either device mm-hmm. and the last thing for cons is i really don't like the whole vibe that the bible app has set with using your phone in church because mm-hmm. a lot of times that's just a gateway for people to just get on their phones. Yeah. And I know that's probably something you were going to talk about, Eric. Um, but today, even in church, I mean, we, we're big about, you know, feel free to pull out your phone and use technology for the God's glory and to benefit your learning experience, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. And I think that you can do that. First thing I see, someone flips open their phone and it's just not the Bible app. So, I mean... The whole like the whole thing of like oh like I, I feel like I can use the Bible app really well to my advantage, but the thought that someone else around me is thinking that oh he's not on the Bible app just makes me not want to use it. Yeah. So that's not mm-hmm. something that they can fix, but the whole vibe of like you see people on their phone in church, the odds that they're on the Bible app is just like yeah, eh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that that's <clears throat> so that's, that's a good, a good trailing conversation for you. piece because. Uh, do do people typically always pay attention no matter what in church? That's yeah. true. Um, it, true. You, it's amazing sometimes when you're up there preaching, and maybe it's just my preaching. Maybe maybe Adam and Pastor Mark have a different experience. It's it's just amazing how many people are actually watching you yeah. or listening to you. Uh-huh. Anyhow, regardless if they're on their phone or not, yeah. uh, there are actually some people sometimes sleeping during your message. So that's mm-hmm. interesting too. Mm-hmm. So you know the purpose of coming to church is to learn. So yeah. that that's up to you. Mm-hmm. Whether sure. you're on your phone to do something, I mean, yeah, I could see like what Corey brought up as a distraction with notifications and stuff, but really, it's a it's another tool. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I'll be honest with you, there's times where maybe I'm tuning out and I'm just reading my Bible. If I have my physical Bible, I'm reading the Bible and, and maybe not really <laughs> yeah. paying attention yeah, to the yeah, message because yeah. I'm kind of tuned out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm still I'm still doing something for God, but I'm not really paying yeah. attention to the message. Mm-hmm. I think it's all about how you utilize whatever's in front of you. I, totally I do agree that totally people agree. sometimes can abuse things, but I don't know how you can it's stop not, that. It's really. not that I care about really what other people are doing on their phone during it. It's it's the it's thought of when I, when I use my Bible, when I have my iPad in church and used my iPad notability and Bible that's, app for a while, I thought that just the thought of it, people were like, that's just not, that's so extra. That's like, yeah. so you're, so you're not, you're, you're not really on you're your. You're kind of more concerned about the judgment of man than, than the judgment of God. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted. Ouch. No, but you know you're what I mean. You're worried about what people think of you too. I mean, I understand your concern. I think that's what we've all kind of, any type of change that mm-hmm. we're kind of adjusted to um, kind of puts us out on maybe an area where we're just a little bit discomfortable with. And those are always important questions to ask. Are we doing it for the right reasons? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I think when we look at the Bible app, there's a lot of pros and cons that I could mention. Uh, one is the event page as we go to the service thing. It is kind of nice to put our notes in sermons. I really, really like that. And I, I, I have really loved doing that oh, because yeah. I, I like to put my scriptures in there where you can actually click on it and it opens up. So if you're, if you're, when I, when I do a sermon, 
if you click on the verse, it'll actually open up to where you can see the full chapter. Yeah, so that's cool. I, I love that part. And then also you can just put your notes in there. And I try to do, I, I think I've pretty much been successful at this. I try to find a plan for the week mm-hmm. so that if somebody hears the message and wants to dive deeper into a topic that mm-hmm. I, I spoke on, You'll like being it. a father, I actually that's put so that cool. plan inside there for somebody to mm-hmm. do. I don't know how people will actually take advantage of that, which yeah. which would be great for, for, and maybe there's a way. It'd be great to have uh, the Bible app. Maybe I need to investigate this more. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm speaking of something. I would love to have more feedback as far as if a church uses that. Uh-huh. And so what we're talking about, if somebody doesn't know, you can actually go to the more section of the Bible app, which is on the very right side of the Bible app on go the to bottom. Events. And go to events. And it searches in your location nearby what events are happening. So... Who can like make an event? Is that just for churches, or pretty can much, like pretty much anyone do that? Pretty much anybody can do it. I do think that you probably have to have like church name and your okay. title or yeah. something. I'd have to look at that further, but yeah, you just go. There's a certain website you go to to create an event, uh-huh. and then you go in there and then you uh, put your information in. And what's cool is you can duplicate your event, so you don't have to re. You know, because like we have our online giving stuff, stuff that's the yeah, same yeah. every week. Yeah. So I don't have to lose that stuff. That's I just cool. duplicate it and then change it for the next one. That's cool. So. I usually try to put the image of the topic I'm putting in with our church logo, and then we'll, you know, I'll put the sermon notes in there and the scriptures. Uh, but I always like to try to do a plan because you never know. Somebody yeah, may so be like, not. hey, you know, I want to learn more about being a father. Mm-hmm. That's what I did last mm-hmm. time. So I have a Bible plan in there that was dealing with that. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's, again, I, I think I think the biggest thing about technology, and this is the, the good and the bad with technology. Mm-hmm. In the how fast our our things have progressed is really that you have to be willing to put things on different types of medium to really reach people. Because yeah, I agree. Yeah, everybody has a different. Just like Corey explained, there's a lot of people that prefer, uh, you know, like my son Xavier. He prefers to have a book in his hand. Yeah, he just likes the way that feels, uh-huh. like the paper. Just yeah. mm-hmm. being able to go through the book and and I think that's the way with the Bible. If you if you prefer that, that's great. I mean, that's fantastic. That's mm-hmm. a great thing. I think about the early Christians, they didn't have that. <laughs> they didn't yeah, have a Bible exactly, at all. Yeah. And so we do. Ha- we are blessed, and we should be using our Bibles. Um, but now with technology, it is kind of nice because, you know, like for me, you know, me and, me and my daughter and my wife are doing a Bible plan. It's reading the whole Bible through the year. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's nice because, I don't know if some people know this, but you can get a, a, the Bible app skill on Alexa. So you can okay. actually coordinate that with it. She will actually read the plan to me. That's cool. So when I'm in the car, I can go through several chapters. And it's kind of interesting because I'm going through David right now. And it's like I can't wait for the next two chapters of David. You know, yeah. Talk about a great movie or, or miniseries. I think that David's story, because a lot of times we just think of Goliath. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent here. <laughs> you know, you go through Goliath. And, you know, that's, that's all we think of. But there's so much more in depth if you think about sure. his story of, of his sons and, and just, just the craziness yeah. of, of his family and everything and the dynamics of that, how he went through the period of time with Saul and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting. Yeah. So um, I guess I just appreciate the Bible app yeah. kind of going out yeah. in these different ways and, and mm-hmm. sharing things. Some of my cons, and now maybe I'll, I'll share a couple more praises after the cons because I don't want to leave on a bad note. <laughs> um, but <laughs> when the first, when the Alexa app or skill first started, uh, and I had, 
like five different Bible plans. <laughs> she would ask me all the time. She'd ask me, uh, "Do you want to? If you would like to change your plan, you can tell Alexa to change your plan, and she'll change your plan." And I heard that over and over and over. I wanted just to go to my single plan that I was already committed to, that I was already doing, and she kept wanting to ask me if I wanted to change my plan. So finally, I just deleted all the plans I was doing, so I'd have one plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that finally they they yeah. felt like they got that communicated it. enough because I was definitely communicated. And, uh, and it's nice that you can tell her that, that yeah. hey, I can change my plan. Um, there's so many good plans out there. Uh, one that I would like to recommend is uh, there's a basketball one. It's actually made by the Bible Museum. It's a college basketball, and they actually do an NBA one. Oh, that's really cool. good. Check those out. The, me and Xavier went through this. Yeah. There's a college football one. But there are so many good plans out there. Uh, yeah, there, I there's recommend. a lot. I but, like the plans because you can – if you're really going through something hard, that's a really easy way to find something to help you out. If Specific, you're not yeah. really wanting to, if you're not to the point where you find someone to reach out to, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of a very situational, like mm-hmm. I can find a plan. That's I also really like how easy it is to search by topic. Yeah. Because there, there's a lot of them where they're just like named the topic you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Now I'm actually, when I'm actually preparing a message, I, I do a, a thing called Bible gateway uh-huh. and it's kind of like the Bible app, but it's, it's a, it's a different one. But actually, I pay for it. It gives me other commentaries and things I don't like. It's online, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it gives me commentaries. Are there commentaries like, on the the U version? No, I don't I think don't there think are. Because so. hmm. those are really good too. Yeah. So I get a lot of extra features with that. I pay like a hundred dollars a year. Yeah. And it's cheaper than Lodos. If you're really serious about learning, I would recommend Lodos. But you're paying like hundreds to thousands of dollars oh, between dang. what you want. Pastor Mark has that, which is really good. But it's a lot of a lot of stuff that Some again it's good, need, but it's yeah. yeah, it's like a lot of money too mm-hmm. to commit to. Yeah. So I think the starter pack's like five hundred dollars. Dang. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the Bible app's really good. For uh, sure. There are little things that I would kind of tweak, like you said. Yeah. Like the, um, I do like the fact that it does have a friends list because there's been times where I've sent invitations to to do a certain study. I mean, that's what we should do sometime yeah. is go through a study together yeah. and actually we could use that as our topic yeah. for the day uh-huh. and talk about the scripture, talk about that. Get the viewers on and it too. And then get the viewers on it too. It'd be cool. So that'd be kind of neat. But uh, I do like that because, um, you know, I've done that a few times and it's been really cool because there's actually a comment section too at the end of each lesson yeah. that you can leave comments about that. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Just real quick though. Not to go too in depth. The one thing that I thought you were going to mention that I didn't mention, con wise, I know we don't want to learn about it, is how it always asks you if you love the Bible app. <laughs> this is more of a funny con. <laughs> and we all love the Bible app, yeah. but if you c- click yes, it takes you through this process of having to write, like, leave a review, and it takes you to the uh, to the Apple page or or the App Store page. And so a lot of people are just clicking no on yeah. if you love the Bible. Well, I just do that. To, save to time. be honest, I do that sometimes. I just like I, I don't want I don't have the time right yeah, now. I, know. It's like I just want to leave this. me alone. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, I, if I, I do it on one device, why do I have to do it on yeah, another device? I know. If I do exactly. it on my phone, why do I have to do it yeah. on my phone? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's getting better though because I remember back when I first got it, uh, like when they added the review, like it would just randomly come up when you're using it. But I think. For the most part, like the I first. Just notice like, how many how many different numbers you got to enter in your passcode. Like, yeah, wow. my, my face thing didn't work. Thanks for knowing my password. If anyone wants to know my password is one two one two one two on my phone. Just, <laughs> just ask me. I don't know. But yeah, that, that that's the last thing. But let's let's carry on because we've been. Yeah. We're, we're, it's gonna be a long one, I think. That's all right. But the next one is something that I love. It's live bands, live music. Kicker off for us. So Ryan. we're gonna be talking about uh, just live music. Um, 
what I took this topic as, because on the the list just says live band, we're going to talk about like a live band that we saw. I have seen so many live bands that I can't remember a lot of them. I've probably seen like 30 different bands live. Um, I also think you're the one to talk about this, honestly. Yeah, like, like I have we're so all much listening. Input. We're listening to you. <laughs> so I think that live music, like concerts and stuff, I think that is one of the coolest things that has kind of not changed throughout decades. Because, I mean, concerts have been around forever, and it's really a shame right now that coronavirus has really impacted this. Because, like, before this pandemic, I would probably go to, like, one or two concerts a month, especially in college. Really? That, yeah. I, I love concerts. I love live music. I love the atmosphere. I also love how it kind of depends on the band, but for the most part, everyone in the crowd is so respectful of each other. Like, there's kind of this, like, underlying, like, vibe, vibe and, like... Uh, Everyone's on the same level in terms of like kind of like going to a favorite football team. Yeah, exactly. Experience. Everybody's yeah. there for the yeah. same Yeah, and I mean call, it's cool to purpose. see other fans and stuff. But um, some of my favorite live, I'm going to talk about three. I mean, obviously before I've I've been to Winter Jams and stuff like that, and those are all great. But I really like the concerts where like I'm in the pit, like I'm right up front, or like I'm I'm in a big sweaty group of people because I think that sounds like fun. To I me. think that's what live music's all about, in mm. my opinion. Um, but. My favorite concert I've ever to, been to, ever. I've seen 21 Pilots three times now. And the most recent, I saw them, and I was up front in the pit, and I got to see everything close up, and that was just so cool. Because I've been following that band for a long time, and their production is crazy good. Like, they have all these lights and all these effects and stuff that go on. And uh, there's even parts when the band members get on the crowd. Like, there's like certain songs, they like take the like drum set, on a platform and the crowd will hold it and the drummer That's will cool. play and so yeah you've got I, some amazing pictures then too oh yeah you'll you no, like, I might, you got a picture of tyler joseph yeah i might like, link some of them some of the videos i yeah. have or just one of them but that was such a cool experience and it, it was really cool just because like when you say band members there's only two people yeah there's only two that. people okay. yeah it's two but, brothers no they're not brothers they're not brothers. no Really? No, they're yeah. just friends. Yeah, they're friends. Oh. They're just BFFs. Well, I'm sad now because I well, that, they, that means that we brothers. can be in a famous Weren't they college band roommates or something? No, they're they from just, Ohio. just friends. Yeah, they're they just are friends. from Ohio. They met a, they're they from met Columbus, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the other ones you had? Uh, the other one I had was um, shoot. I'm gonna I am gonna talk about Marshmallow again. That was just a cool experience. I talked about that. I think like episode one or two. And we're yeah. not taking talking Fortnite. Right? Yeah, we're not talking Fortnite this time. <laughs> I, I, I missed that one, but I did get to see Marshmallow at a a huge concert um but it was cool because like obviously marshmallow pretty much everyone knows about marshmallow i mean obviously some older people might not know about marshmallow but that was a really cool experience to see that and i love live like um um like electronic music too. I was gonna say like I think Marshmallow's huge on his visual effects yeah, too, oh, and sure. I think that when you just listen to his music, you're you can find yourself listening yeah. to it and be like, oh, this isn't crazy. But the amount of time that goes into syncing his music oh, yeah. to the visual effects, like live DJs are really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and EDM and, is like yeah EDM EDM that's huge. Is the visual effects that go along mm-hmm. with the production? It's an experience. Like yeah, you won't understand until you see it, but it's so cool. Um, another one, one of my favorite artists ever is an artist called Bon Iver. It's like an indie artist. He makes really like kind of low-key, chill music. Um, but he's, he's a huge name. I know, like, I don't know. I, I'm sure a lot of people have heard his music. But I went to a show one time. It was his like 20 or 10-year, 15-year anniversary of his like breakout album. And uh, I went to this huge stadium. It's where the um, Milwaukee Bucks play. 
So just for like scale, like huge sold out stadium. I was like just sitting somewhere random with two of my friends. Um, but this artist comes out and he plays really intimate music, like really soft. It's usually, I mean, he has a band, but there's some songs when it's just him on a piano singing. But the coolest thing I've never experienced before in a concert, because I've been to Winter Jam and stuff, and obviously Winter Jam is like hype, everyone's singing along. Mm-hmm. But this concert, just because everyone was such a big fan of this guy and like everyone respects him a ton because he's such a smart guy, like how he makes music. He The entire concert, the sold out stadium, nobody sang, nobody said anything. It was dead silent, and this guy was just playing music, which was insane because there's probably 15,000 people there. And I think that was just one of the coolest experiences of all time. And I, I did get to see him again a second time. It was at a smaller place, same thing. But seeing something like that in a huge sold-out stadium, that was so cool. But, yeah. Yeah, there's mine. I could talk about this forever. But You want me to go next? Yeah, go for it. So, uh, to be honest, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever been to a secular um, mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, I've never been to a, like a popular, yeah, regular. Um, You've never band. been to a good concert. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh. I'm joking. Ooh. No, but probably one of the best concerts, Christian concerts I've been to was Third Day. Okay. And they had an offering. They had different offering CDs came out, but it was just it was just so awesome because I mean they they rocked and it was really cool. But it, it led into a worship experience. Yeah, that's cool. And just just having uh, them lead worship. Oh, yeah, it was just it was just an amazing experience. It was just really cool, um, and it was it was at it wasn't the Civic Center. It was the Auditorium in Charleston, and so it was a more intimate setting. It felt mm-hmm. like yeah. So it was just really those are some of my just, favorite ones. The it was just ones. really powerful. You could see people were just really into it and Absolutely. just really praising God, and so it was really good. I, I you know, Third Day was one of my you know great bands. I, I still love. And yeah, I listen to some of their stuff. It makes me sad that they're not together anymore doing stuff. Hopefully they'll come back. Like mm-hmm. most bands seem to do. Yeah. <laughs> the other the other one was kind of a surprise for me that I thought they did so well. <laughs> it's sad, but it's it's Petra. Oh it yeah. The, and it's the old Petra. Uh huh. Um, but um, so it was it was just really because it was just a local concert here at Parkersburg High School. And Porterfield really, opened for him. Yeah, the yeah. The praise band opened for him, which the praise band did great too mm-hmm. that night. But it was just it was just really kind of surprising me because I thought oh you know they'll be okay. But actually, they, they the lead singer sounded great. The the band sounded great. How um, old are the members now? Do you know? Oh, they're probably like in their sixties. Really? Like Listen to Aerosmith now. That's probably. crazy. <laughs> um, but they they actually did a really good job. I, I yeah. was I was impressed. Cool. Um, some of their old songs, I, I I knew a few of them. I didn't know a lot of them. But I I thought you know for for a concert, um, you know that they did a good job. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cool. You know, shout I, out to I Petra. Do, yeah, shout out to Petra. <laughs> yeah. Old school Petra. That's a band I really haven't listened to much at all. Well, it's one of the first. I know they're, they're well, pioneers. Yeah, they're pioneers. They were one of the first bands that, I, and I heard the new version back in, it was the first concert I went to. Really? First concert of any type. That's sweet. So, that was like yeah, hundreds of years ago. That it? was back, <laughs> see, you know, I grew up in a small church, so I didn't have a youth group. <laughs> uh-huh. But when I turned 16, my mom took me to Cornerstone. Oh. Uh, Gospel Church in Vienna. It was a pretty good sized church at the time, and uh, got involved in the youth group. Got a good church camp. That's where I rededicated my life. But yeah, it was, they took me to a concert, and I was like, "Wow, this is really cool." That's cool. Yeah. So it opened awesome. opened the door for me to see Christian music in yeah. a different way because I was just kind of used to hymns and not nothing wrong with hymns. I don't want to mm-hmm. dog out hymns, 
but it just opened me like, oh, God can work. That was the biggest thing for me, growing, being in youth ministry or youth group. Uh-huh. It just made me see how God could work in other ways. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, not that the church means to uh, an older traditional church, but you're kind of limiting your people, especially younger people, to see that God can work in many different ways. Mm-hmm. That God can can work through uh, different types of music. God can work through different t- type of styles of preaching. Yeah, for that, sure. God could, you know, for me, opening up the door for dramas. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. for to sure. To see that God could speak through dramas. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I'm done. That's cool. So, drop the mic. I kind of have it's a short tea. one for this. I haven't, also have not been to many concerts. I've been to a lot of <laughs> winter jams and stuff. My senior year of college, Ryan was going to, we were planning on going to a couple, and I had a very serious injury and couldn't go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Broke his ankle. Yeah, it was really bad, really long recovery. We Did were, I ever go to a concert with you, though? Yes, I, that's what I'm going to talk okay, about. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to talk about one of them. Okay. But we, like, yes, I've been to, like, winter jams and stuff like that, and I think that's really cool, especially getting to – there aren't many concerts where you get to hear multiple popular artists at the same time. Like, there's usually an opener and – it's stuff like, a like taste that. Of a concert. Yeah, it's yeah. Not like a, yeah. I wouldn't say it's a real yeah. concert. Yeah. See, see, like that's a, my yeah. downfall about them because I love seeing shows that are just like, that one band because yeah. they have a yeah. full production. They some even have like a narrative going on during yeah, the whole thing. True. And but Winter it, Jam kind of takes that away. But, but to me, it's a nice, cost-effective way for oh, them yeah. to get a taste for, sure. for kids to be yeah. able to experience that. Definitely. Yeah. So that's kind of one of my things. But one of the like smaller, more intimate things I saw was. My, I want to say my junior year. It was either my junior year or my senior year of college. Um, we, Ryan and I were listening to this band called AJR. Oh, yes. And they, I, I don't, about this. they kind of exploded off of like oh, they're one. Huge now. They're huge now, cool. but they like, oh, yeah. they only had like one song that was really popular and it was taking off weak. on the, yeah, week. But I'm weak. And yeah. What's wrong with but they, that <laughs> song took right. off on the radio. And somehow, bef- like right as <laughs> right as they were becoming popular, the Marietta Sternwheel Festival <laughs> managed to book them. Really? So yeah. we, crazy. so Ryan and I packed up a bunch of our friends from Cedarville, and we drove to Marietta. And they didn't even have a stage. They pulled like a barge up on the bank <laughs> yeah. of the river. And they set the stage up on like the barge, and we like stood and on the it, slope of a hill. The yeah, entire we stood time. <laughs> on the slope of a hill, and then there was water separating like us and them because they couldn't pull the barge like all the Talk way about up. Crowd control. Yeah, yeah I was <laughs> and uh, alligators in there as a it was a moat. <laughs> but it was just really cool because they were just like starting to. It was almost like they booked them before they took yeah. off. And then they like took they, off. Like they were probably fresh off of a show where they sold out like a decent size. Yeah. Imagine venue. how frustrating. Oh the yeah. Band is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Man, why did we get this contract? They, they <laughs> killed it. They killed it, and everyone there was super hyped about it because there wasn't a ton of people. There wasn't a ton of people, but everyone that was there <laughs> yeah. was like all into it, like sold out, and it was just so much fun because everyone like essentially jumped and sang the whole time because they just. They're, like Ryan said, they're used to bigger shows at that point, but we had Marietta had booked that show yeah. before they took off. They That's were cool. super cool about it. I yeah. mean, I feel like some bands, if they were in that thing, would kind of just be like they'd play a show and get out of there. Yeah. But they were super involved with the crowd. Like they yeah. they were having a ton of fun. They even had That's really um, cool. I, I, to me, that means a lot to see a band. Oh yeah, like for sure. That with a smaller crowd, because yeah. then you're like, that, mm-hmm. that's legit. Yeah, yeah, I think they even had like the. Uh, 
like Sternwheel Festival King and Queen or whatever come on stage or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they had something like yeah. that. Like they interacted they with the out. crowd. Like like, well. like they were totally in on it. Like uh, I think it, it was so cool. Yeah. And we they hadn't had like a lot of music out at that point. Like they mainly had their one album, I think. I think they had two albums, but like their album that was taking off at that point was just like one. Yeah. So like everyone knew the songs yeah. really well too mm-hmm. there. So that was cool because it was really interactive. Um so For I would sure. say that was probably my best experience just because, uh, like you said, it was like kind of an intimate thing because yeah. they were too big of a band to be playing that size crowd. It was yeah. special. So like the people with the crowd, like mm-hmm. the crowd, it was a special experience. Yeah. Logan, what about you? You have a weird take on this, don't you? Yeah, this is fun. Um, <laughs> since, uh, yeah, we've heard, that was, you guys did a great job, by the way. Thank you. I'm just going to throw out, a band that I've been listening to, but it's I haven't seen them live, which is sounds wild. Like, why the crap are you saying this, Logan? Well, this is actually why the crap the, are you saying this, Logan? Thank you. The album that I've been listening to is his name's Kalante Gavin, and it's from an album. Oh, I just about played one of their songs. Uh, their album's called Higher Journey, but I've been big onto like this gospel music vibe, but like hardcore, straight up gospel. Mm-hmm. So they're they have a lot. They only make live albums too, which is really cool. But that's really cool. So you can check them out. And yeah, his name's how do you, do you think that's Kalante? Yeah, Kalante Gavin. Yeah, Higher Journey. That's really cool. I love gospel drummers too. So that's why I've been really big on that. Gospel drummers are on like the next level. So. Um, I guess for as far as live band experience goes, this is gonna be also be really weird. I'm not, I'm like the oddball in the group. Blind Journey. Now listen, listen. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Blind Journey is a local band. Sound guy Adam was a, a pioneer member of Blind Journey. Until but out. I'm not just throwing this out there to be funny. But seriously, they are a band, and they've hey, I've, he, I've he seen, actually left to become our sound guy. Yeah. So, but that that's another thing that they. They're like probably the most live experienced band I've ever seen in my life, honestly. Really? Just for being consistency, like following them through all the retreats I've been to. Yeah. I've been to like seven or eight retreats and they do like little things during camp. Mm -hmm. But seeing them and the crowd interaction and actually knowing some of them personally, it's just like really cool experience. I get really excited when I see them. It's like family. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a family, family thing. And I've really liked... They play one song that everyone really gets hype about. And just growing up with that and seeing, remembering that when I was really young and seeing it from my perspective, more of like a leader position is like really cool. Didn't Dan do some type of chicken song? Back in the day. The chicken song. song. Yeah, I don't know. that. I just was trying to be a little different with the whole thing. Not Chick-fil-A. Winter Jam is another one of those live things I've been (laughs) to Mm -hmm. so much. And the thing about Winter Jam I really like is just seeing the vast amount of believers is really encouraging to me. And knowing that like, Unless oh yeah, there are more of us out here. You know, you got protesters out there. Yeah, Eric has experience with the protesters. Yeah, that, that's really it for me. <laughs> Share a little live band I listen to frequently, and yeah. Blind Journey is just really. They're a really local band, and I just like Before I like the interaction topics. I do think it's really cool to see live bands and see how well they do, because you know that the recording stuff is yeah. has been tweaked and refined. Mm-hmm. And and I know that equipment has changed a lot, so that re- that modification can happen more live. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I do think it's really cool to see the, the how metric, it translates. How it yeah. translates. How, no, that's how, really cool. How to see the real effect of mm-hmm. what they can do. Yeah. Like unplugged on MTV. Oh used yeah. To be a cool show. Oh yeah. Um, There's some classics. And I kind of like to see what bands do if they just yeah. got rid of all their equipment. What mm-hmm. they sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there's a lot of. 
a lot of cool unplugged sets for sure. Yeah. So, all right. Well, now we're going to be talking about Jesus questions. And are we using yes. the Bible up? <laughs> and we're using the Bible. Oh, using yeah. the Bible. Shout out to the U yeah. version, guys. Don't get distracted. Sp- I took a hey, I took a picture app. of my Bible last time, yeah. so that was kind of fun. Yeah. So but, also with this topic, I just want to say the topic list says Jesus question, and <laughs> I came in fully prepared. I thought we were oh, going to say. Sure. Like, if we could ask Jesus any question, what that's was the what question? I, I was like, oh, gosh. So I was like, I was like, oh, this is interesting. How many like, hairs are on my head? You know, it's, like, it's like, how well do you know me? <laughs> but uh, I did think of a question, so it's okay. I, re- I, I messaged Eric to clarify, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. So it gave how me some go, time. Go ahead Sorry, next time I'll have a little bit more detail. It's okay. I've, I thought it was fun. So it, yeah. either way, it was like... But I know we're trying to go in yeah. deep here at the end, and that would kind of like yeah. take away. But from for our clarification, life. we are going to be talking about verses where Jesus asked a question, yeah. which yeah. is very important. Yeah. Because whenever Jesus asks a question, it's kind of him emphasizing like a point. Yeah. It, well, and also to cause us to think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Think about that. I mean, I just think, yeah. think about it. See, it's doing a good job. Isn't that it. cool? <laughs> you know, they, they, Christianity is not a cult because Jesus actually wants his followers yeah, to his dive in. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you go back to God, we did a whole series here at church with questions that Jesus asked, but we did one that was at God, questions that God asked, and we may yeah. do that as a topic mm-hmm. too. But I, I think that I think it's really cool that Jesus does ask questions. For yeah, sure, I yeah. agree. Okay. But hit us with Colby. Okay, I'll, Colby uh, Jack. Just, just call him Colby. Yeah, just just hey, so you, you called him Cody like two episodes ago. Well, <laughs> I wasn't here. That was not <laughs> on accident. He called me something else last week. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. What I can't remember what it was though. I don't know what it was. Doesn't matter. Erica. <laughs> okay, Aaron. <laughs> uh, just so our listeners understand, uh, Logan and I have had this thing for years now. <laughs> um, we always said we were going to start. Was it a podcast? Yeah. Um, so fun fact: we were Real. we were going to start a podcast on our own, and we said we were going to call each other Lucas and Colby instead of Logan and Corey. I well, here you are. I here I, we are. Here you are, and I, you're not doing yeah. it until now. Yeah. So um, that's if Logan calls me that, it's it's just what we do. It's natural. It is natural for us, actually. Um, so this first question I wanted to bring about. Um, is Matthew 7, verse 16. And I'll ask the question, and then I'll go back in because the context is kind of prior to the question as well. Um, The question that Jesus asked here was, are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? And what he's talking about is he's talking about false prophets at this time. And I just think it's really relevant because especially with, like, the media age and like people trying to push agendas and things like that. Like there are a lot of things on the surface that sound really good. And like, it's really easy to like want to, like, obviously we have, because we were created by God, we have this, uh, Eric's talked about it before on here. I think, I don't know if it was last week and it hasn't aired yet, but we talked about like the innate, like nature to do good. And so, um, but it says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. And I just think it's really important to look at that because there are so much that you can just read on the surface. And it's like, man, this sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Like this sounds yeah. like the perfect opportunity 
or like I want to help people and they sound like they're helping people. Yeah. But you really have to be careful because like we talked about James and that one aired and I talked about how um you know our like we talked about our works and our faith when we talked about that you're going to see the results of their work. The the message may sound good, but there's going to be results that you see around their message and if what they're doing is inflicting good change and you can see good fruit coming from mm-hmm. that that's going to be a really important marker for where their stance is with yeah. Christ yeah I think you should look at somebody and not just base them on their words but look at their actions too. yeah yeah exactly definitely and that's how you evaluate if their fruit is is, is valuable mm-hmm. and taking root cool awesome. yeah I'm gonna do mine real quick I'll, I'll keep it short uh, so mine doesn't really seem like and it, it's not the question that a lot of I think you guys are gonna do. It is a question God asked, but it's not like uh, he's really asking us a question. It's just kind of like he's saying something out loud. Okay. He says he says who touched me. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I know exactly. But um, I could ooh, go deep with that. That's, that's uh, yeah. intellectual, Ryan. I'm, I'm, I like that. I want to get, but um, it's in Mark five. It's when he's in this big crowd, uh, and people are asking him to heal stuff, and this woman who was sick or about to die, I guess, or I don't really know what her issue was there, um, just came up and touched Jesus's garment. And the cool thing about that for me is that obviously Jesus was in this huge crowded area. Everyone was flocking around him. And he noticed this one woman that touches garment. It says that um, after she touches it, it says in verse 30, uh, and Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? So I, I just think it's cool because God really noticed that someone touched him. Like, Well, see, here's the thing I think deeper about is that he knew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, He knew who it was. Yeah, he, he knew who it was. So why did he I, ask the question? Yeah, exactly. I, I think that... Like you said, why did you ask the question? I almost think of it as like a faith thing for the person. Yeah. I don't know if that's your take on it, but like, but God knows who reached out, but it was Mm -hmm. like, you had the faith to believe that I was going to heal you by reaching out and touching me. Mm -hmm. So like audibly tell like, yeah, yeah, have the, have the faith to, Mm -hmm. to put yourself forward. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like us, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if, if Christ has touched us or we have touched God yeah. and had an experience with God, are we now going to acknowledge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just took for your, sure. We just took your question. Yeah. Made it so, yeah, I, I was going to say a lot of that, but um, <laughs> he was going for it. So, yeah, in, in the in the end, though, he does kind of. So he he asked who did it. And this woman thinks that he's mad and he comes there trembling and he says that it was her. And he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. So, yeah, it it is a faith thing. And he was asking her this question to get her to, like, be aware of that, I guess. So, yeah, to acknowledge it, to to put it out there. You know, it's not that we just want to be touched by God. We want to proclaim his goodness, proclaim the fact that what he's done in our life is valuable. You know, yeah. I so, really I like I like that one a lot, Ryan. That was a very clever approach. Yeah. Well, that was that was a you sniped that one. Yeah. I, I like the imagery of like the crowded area and like how you know there was that one person who t- like touched Jesus like with like she was like w- reaching out. Yeah. And I think that, like if you take that to where our position to where we're in a world of so much chaos and you know we can half-heartedly lift something up, but if you really repent, if you have really true repentance, we are that lady that reached out and Jesus. Mm-hmm. really in heaven is like 
among the millions, billions, however many people on earth, yeah. like someone he he recognizes, he spots you specifically mm-hmm. and knows like what what do you need that that touch? You Chances know? are he was being touched the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. large yeah. crowd, and yeah, people yeah, were bumping into yeah. him and stuff. But he knew when somebody was reaching out for, for yeah. the right reason. Yeah, and I think one last like cool thing about that, not even just like the faith aspect we talked about. I just think it's so amazing to think about how he said like he felt the power like the the healing like go through him like how amazing is it that like he wasn't going out of his way initially to like heal the person but he's so like god is so amazing and so powerful that like with that faith and reaching out it just like flowed through him mm-hmm. yeah her. like that's just kind of cool to I'll, me. i'll talk about mine really fast um this one is but who do you say that i am from matthew sixteen fifteen and Good grief. You did a whole sermon series on this, right? So talking about this here is is just touched like scratching the surface. But we really need to think of as believers is how we are, how are we perceiving or how are we explaining Jesus to others? How are we talking about Jesus? How are we, you know, living our lives to proclaim his name? You know, it's really important to to think about that question that Jesus asked is that he knew that he knew that people were talking about him, but he asked that question specifically as, I know that my name is not really the perfect name out there, but like, how are you perceiving? Are you trusting me enough to tell other people amongst, amongst the storm that we're in right now, do you have the faith to talk about me? You know, I really like that. So yeah. I'll leave it right there. Well, and another thing too with that is is for us to kind of, do we see him as, uh, you know, like a, you know, like a vending machine? Like we go to him and ask what we want. Do we see him as, you know, someone that's nice guy, has an all knowledge? Mm-hmm. Or is he our savior? Yeah. Is Absolutely. he our Lord? Yeah. That, that's a question we all need to ask ourselves. That's all I sure. had. Mine is uh, one that really hits me a lot of times when I think about questions that Jesus asked. And this, this was when he was at Simon's house and, uh, you know, eating a meal. And this lady comes in. Uh, and just kind of, you know, is crying, wipes her, her feet uh, with, uh, sorry, uses her hair to wipe his feet, and her tears are cleaning his feet by her just worshiping him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Jesus is reclined at the table, so his feet are out and, and behind him. And he, he turns the, um, to Simon, and he asks this question, Do you see this woman? I came to your house, and you did not give me any water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. And so that was uh, Luke chapter 7, verse 44. And, and so one of the things that I think about, because they knew, they were already talking about this woman when she came into the place and came into this room where they were eating. And they knew that she was a prostitute. They knew she was not a very good woman. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, if he knew the, who this person was, that they would, you know, he wouldn't have anything to do with her. Well... I just find it interesting he asked this question to Simon because Simon's not really noticing her as a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so many people that we just kind of go through daily life and we kind of see that they're there, but we don't really see them as a person. Yeah. You know, how many people do we really take notice that when you go through, like one of the things here locally is a, a toll booth on a bridge, how many times do we actually just look at the person and kind of get to know them as yeah. a person, recognize mm-hmm. them as a person? Or do we just give them our ticket and just move on? You'd hold up traffic. You know, how many times do we actually, 
Well, you know, I, I just think about do we do I take a moment to pray for him? Do yeah. I take a moment to for sure to, to just say hey and and I th- usually try to thank him. You know, how many times do we go to a restaurant and we treat the waitress or waiter with respect? Or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we think of people as, 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 you know, like they're not worth our time or we don't care. And I think Jesus is saying, do you really notice people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Yeah. So uh, what there's, a blur. there's the episode. <laughs> yeah. I think we're an hour and yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. Right that now. was a long one. But, oh, 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 special word. Special word. Yeah. yeah I was just about word. to get to that. Um, <laughs> Hopefully someone didn't fast What do you guys think me? it should be? Um, I think it should be aquafa. What is your water? Aquafina. Aquafina. <laughs> aquafina. I, think, I was thinking. I was thinking four for four because we how talked about, about that how about for version. You version. Well, we need to pick one because you just said four. <laughs> uh, what are your four for four? <laughs> let's make it four for four. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. four for four Wait, is the word of the day. How do we want to spell that? I think they should have to spell it the right way. I don't think. No, it should be the word and then the number four and then the word again. Okay. I like that. Four, so four, it's four. inverted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Four yeah. four. However yeah. you want it. Yeah. yeah. Just just whenever you however you want to do four four four. It could be four fours in a row, or it could be four F O R F O R F O R F O R and then four. I'm just saying it doesn't matter. Whoever does the it first four. wins. So that's secret word. Or but that's the episode. In Greek. Thank you guys so much for watching. We uh we love and you guys. Listen. Shout out again to Sharon for winning the last word of the day. We'll get you something special. But uh yeah. Peace. Bye guys. See you later. Uh,